She kept stealing my washing powder, so I gave her dye. I don't mind when roommates borrow my stuff. We've all been there. All I ask is they replace what they take. You drink my milk, just buy me a new one. It's as simple as that. Unfortunately, my roommate doesn't seem to get this. She keeps taking my stuff, and when I ask her to please replace everything she takes, she'll buy a new thing and forget to do it next time despite having more money than me. I finally snapped when I went to wash my clothes, but found an empty box that used to contain my washing powder. I don't buy fancy or expensive stuff, and I don't care about brands. But after using the last of my powder a week earlier, she could have literally bought the cheapest no-brand powder in the world, and it would have been fine. I just snapped. I had told her over and over not to use my washing powder if she wasn't going to replace it, and I had just had enough. I bought a new box of washing powder, some Dylon machine dye, and mixed it a bit with the washing powder and dumped it into the old box. When the dye is dry, it looks like washing powder, especially if you're not expecting it, and I took my new box of washing powder to my room and waited. A week later, I came home from work and saw her laundry hanging outside, all with a mysterious pink color. She stomped up to me and demanded to know what I'd done, and I told her I was going to dye my own clothes, and someone had told me the shade would be lighter if I mixed it with powder. I then asked her why she had used it when it had clearly been in a box with my name on it, and I told her not to use it because she never replaced it. I don't think she believed me, but she finally got the message, and she she almost never takes my stuff, and when she does, she's quick to replace it. Honestly, I feel like that's a fair way to do it. You warn them, and then just bait them with dye in the box. If they choose to keep stealing your stuff, it's on them. It's not like you went out of your way to dye all their clothes pink. Pretty petty, yeah. Pretty funny, also yeah. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Scrub here, back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am, and today we're gonna be taking a look at the subreddit Petty Revenge. You guys tend to really enjoy these, and there's some pretty funny stories, so I figured I'd make another one. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. I put a fake note on a Corvette's windshield that read, Sorry I hit your car, you probably won't even notice the damage because it was taking up four spots. So the title is self-explanatory, but I'll elaborate. I was trying to find a parking spot at my university, and the lot is notoriously crowded, but my campus didn't have a lot of options. While searching, I saw a Corvette taking up four prime spots near the front of the lot. After about 10 minutes of waiting and looking for a spot, one opened up towards the back. Furious at the nerve of the driver for being so inconsiderate, I wrote a note saying, Sorry I hit you car, you probably won't even notice the damage. And I left it on their windshield. When I got out of class and was headed back to the car, I saw a very stereotypical aged Corvette owner frantically searching the vehicle while yelling into the phone. I don't know who they were talking to, but I feel bad for them for having to deal with that person. Ah, uh, this is pretty harmless. All you're gonna do is make him freak out and overanalyze every inch of his car for an hour, but that's what you get for taking up four parking spots, bro. If you got a car you don't want to get hit, you park it in the back. You don't take up four spots right near the front of the school. What's wrong with you? Take the parking spot that I just dug out? Fine, I'll bury your car. This happened a couple years ago. It had snowed a bunch, and I went over to clear a spot for my boyfriend at the time for when he got home from work. I spent a little while digging it out, and as I was finishing up, some girl drove up and parked in it while I was still shoveling it. I told her that I just dug it out, intending to use it, and asked her to move, but she didn't. She then got out of her car and walked away. Turns out she lived two buildings down, so she normally wouldn't park there anyways. Our complex had a mini snow plow, and the dude was plowing in the area and saw it all go down, and he helped me move all the snow from 
from the pile he just created to put it around the car. We buried it up to the door handles on all sides, and then he dug a new spot out for me. I saw her later trying to dig out her car, and it turns out she didn't have a shovel. So, naturally, because I'm petty, I went out and reshoveled the sidewalk from the lot up to our building, and threw all of the snow on the vehicle while I did it, and then went inside and took the shovel with me. Listen, if she would have got out of the car and been like, look, I don't have a shovel, it's gonna be really unfortunate, I'm really sorry, I will help you clear out another spot, that would be one thing. To just ignore you when you ask what's up and walk away like it doesn't even matter, ah, you kinda deserve the car to get buried at that point, you know. If you don't have a shovel, it is what it is. You at least gotta be nice to the person that dug out your spot and, yeah, move your car if they ask you to. Don't wanna wait your turn? Okay, now you're waiting 10 minutes. This happened to me last night. I got in my car to pick up my girlfriend and the tire pressure light came on. I have a 12 volt air compressor in the back seat and it's loud and fills sort of slowly, so I opted to drive to the local Wawa. It's like a 7-Eleven if 7-Eleven got sober and went to college. Wawa's air pumps are free to use, which usually means there are a few cars lined up. But when I pulled in, there was only one other car. I pulled up behind the guy filling his tires, an older gentleman in a BMW pulled in behind me. After about three minutes, a woman in a brand new Lexus pulls up directly next to me and puts down her window, and says, I only have to fill one tire, do you mind if I go in front of you? And I said, actually I do, we've been waiting here for a little bit, sorry. She muttered something while rolling her window up and I put mine up. About a minute later, the guy at the pump was done and he backs up and before I can even put my car in gear, the woman pulls her car in front of mine diagonally, blocking me from pulling into the spot. And then pulls straight in after the first guy moved. She climbs out of her car and gives me an infuriating little wave. And at this point, my anger gives way to a ninja-like calm and I know exactly what must be done. I pull my car forward and stop six inches from her rear bumper. The air pump is in the corner of the lot, so the Lex this woman has a curb in front of her and a curb to her right where the pump is and an open spot to her left. And now my dirty car is right behind her brand new one. She's busy filling her tire and doesn't notice I've pulled up to her car. I step out of my car, grab my air compressor from the back and start setting it up to fill my tire. Mr. BMW, who remained completely still and silent, sees what I'm doing and asks if he can fill his too and I say of course and motion for him to park in the empty spot next to Lexus Lady's left. As soon as he pulls in, she noticed what's happening and starts yelling, so I flip on my air compressor and begin filling my tire. Her cries were drowned out by the juice of 250 PSIs of justice. She comes and stands in front of me, face beet red and little flecks of spittle popping out from between her cigarette teeth as she calls me all sorts of names, and I say, Ma'am, I only have one tire to fill. You don't mind, do you? Mr. BMW is absolutely loving it, and as I finish my tire and move to fill his, she starts saying, You mother piece of crap buttholes. I finish Mr. BMW's tire and he thanks me for my help, climbs in his car and pulls away grinning. I wrap my compressor up nicely, pick a good song, set my climate control to 82, all while Lexus Lady is trapped in front of me, and I calmly back up, give her a wave, and drive off into the night. See, here's a fact of life. I don't think anyone likes waiting in line. I've never heard anyone be like, oh, I love standing in a queue. That being said, it's something you just gotta do. And if you're gonna cut people in line after they say, hey, please don't cut me in line, you can't be surprised that they go into petty mode and make you wait 10 minutes to get out of the parking spot, all right? It is what it is. Probably would have literally saved you time to just wait in line at that point, but that's what makes it even better. 
calling her fake quitting bluff. This happened years ago, but still makes me smile. I started working in a corporate office in a secretarial position for my first job after college. There were two older ladies who were also secretaries working in the office, and one of them was just fine, but I spent most of my time sitting beside and working with Agnes. Agnes was quickly approaching retirement age, but wasn't going anywhere without a big push. This was in the days where we just started getting computers, and she was absolutely hopeless. She pulled stuff like, I can't answer the phone, I'm on the computer. Multitasking was not in this woman's repertoire, and she was super fussy and annoying. If I ever came back from lunch five minutes late, she would exclaim, oh my god, there you are, I was wondering what happened to you, making sure the whole office knew I was late. Meanwhile, she was usually late coming in in the morning and often left early for various appointments. If I made a typo in a document, she would make sure the rest of the staff knew about it loudly. She tended to pout when things didn't go her way and she would quit her job when someone pissed her off. And then my boss would talk her into staying and I'd heard about this tactic of hers and one day our boss did something that annoyed her and she quit again. My boss's boss was away so that day I had my chance. I quickly advertised and planned a big retirement party for her, and it was a done deal by the end of the day. People were dropping by and congratulating her, and everyone looked forward to the party, and at that point, I figured out, or I guess she figured out it was too late to pull her usual shenanigans and actually retired. I told my boss to not bother replacing her because it was damn easy to cover the little work she actually accomplished every day. All right, there's no arguing that this is extremely petty, but I can't help but laugh at the idea of someone being so embarrassed that they can't unretire, so they just have to start taking social security and never come back to work? I don't know, dude. That's some next level trolling. You know, usually it's just making someone mad on Call of Duty. They force someone into retirement. My roommate kept stealing my marked leftovers, so I made a chocolate cake with habanero peppers and labeled it with my name and wrecked his world. The title is pretty straightforward, but I'll elaborate. My old college roommate didn't know how to cook or do dishes and didn't go food shopping much. This led to him eating my food, especially my leftovers, as those were prepared meals. I would use my leftovers to meal prep for the week and told him to stop as it was expensive as well as just inconvenient. This behavior did not stop, and he actually seemed to be eating more of my food out of smite. So, to punish him, I baked a chocolate cake with habanero peppers and mixed the frosting with wasabi. I labeled it with my name in a bold do not eat and waited. The guy has a very low tolerance for spicy food and I thought he would take one bite and realize the error of his ways. Anyways, about two days later, him and a couple of his friends got really wasted while I was at work and decided to dig into my food. Somehow, they ate about a third of it before realizing and when the inevitable came and they went to throw up from over drinking and eating spicy foods, they got hit by the cake a second time. I don't know for sure, but it couldn't have felt good coming out the back end. And when he asked me why I made this monstrosity, I told him I found a chocolate habanero recipe online I wanted to try, and he stopped eating my cooking after that. I've never understood why a roommate would steal food that's, like, labeled as yours, right? Like, I've had roommates do it, too, you know, and I've only lived with one person. I'm like, hey, where'd my food go? Oh, I don't know. Really, dude? So, like, a goblin just came in and ate all my food that I wrote my name on that I didn't eat. I I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, you do, bro. You ate it. Honestly, I should have thought of a habanero chocolate cake. It would have handled it a lot sooner tricked my mom into finally admitting that my cooking was good. I've been enrolled in a cooking school for over a year, and my mom, she's never been supportive. I dropped out of a nursing program to get into cooking school, and she's always making snide comments about how I should have been a nurse or a lawyer, or how I'll only ever be a subservient housewife with this, and when I do make something, she always criticizes it. Like she's Gordon Ramsay or something. Oh, too much salt. It's undercooked. It looks like crap. Even though pretty much everyone else says the opposite, 
She's looking for any little thing she can critique about my cooking and keeps telling me I can't cook and need to get a real career. I've cooked three course dinners for the family and they always get reviews except for her. She had a work party for her work friends and I made a whole tray of my specialty take on homemade meatballs. A recipe I conceptualized myself, it's my signature dish. And everyone kept going back and getting more, so many that they ran out. I asked my mom what she thought and she said that they were drunk so they couldn't taste anything. So I figured if I wanted to get her to compliment my cooking, I'd have to trick her. I cooked her a meal, which was one of her favorites from scratch and her biggest weakness that she can never resist. I dressed it up to look professional and put it in a generic to-go box and had my boyfriend take video of me preparing it from start to finish. I I called her and told her that my boyfriend and I were eating at this diner that doesn't exist and made up a fake name for it and everything. I told her they had her favorite meal and asked if she wanted us to bring her one and of course she said yes. I brought the dish and told her more about the fake diner and she started eating it and complimenting how good it was, how she wanted to go there and get another and she was almost through the meal when I asked her for her honest opinion so we could write a review on Yelp. She went on for 10 minutes about how great it was and then I sprung it on her that I cooked it. Her tone changed and she put down the fork and said she was lying and it tasted like crap. My boyfriend showed her the video and she googled the restaurant, it didn't show up, and she started pointing out flaws with the meal, like there's too much sauce and it's really spicy and burned her mouth. And I asked her why she almost finished the whole thing if it was so spicy and she didn't say anything. So I asked her if she was ready to admit it and she said no. So we left, but I spotted her eating it from the other room and I asked her again and she finally laughed and said yes, I'm a good chef. So after a year of doubting I'm a good chef and holding my dreams back, she finally admitted it. Does your mom not know that like being a chef is an actual job. I don't understand why she hated it so much. Oh, how dare you want to cook? It's like, I I know a lot of people that are chefs for a living, dude, especially if you're trained. You know, I I could understand it not being as swagged like a parent as a lawyer, but it's not like it's not a real job. And if you like cooking more than law, it's probably worth doing it, because I feel like being a lawyer for your entire life when you hate it would really suck. Neighbor won't turn his floodlights off. Some years ago, we had some new neighbors move in next door. Nice enough people, but we had a few problems with them. The husband traveled a lot and his wife was afraid of everything. Dark, thunderstorms, you name it. The problem was the floodlights over their garage doors. She would leave them on all night, every night. And even though you couldn't see them from inside their house, they were positioned in a way that they would shine into our bedroom at night. We were not able to block them effectively with our curtains, and we asked them politely several times if they could turn them off at night since they served no purpose, and they asked adamantly refused. I offered to pay for a timer that would control them, and there was no way they would consider it. I thought about taking the bulbs out or shooting them with my pellet gun, but the solution I arrived at was to simply loosen them up enough that they wouldn't come on. Since they couldn't see it from inside the house, it was five or six months before they realized they weren't working and screwed it back in. I waited a few weeks and did it again. Another few months went by, and finally, one day, my neighbor asked me if I ever had any trouble with my outdoor lights. I told him yes, as a matter of fact I did. I said they would loosen up occasionally and I'd have to retighten them and I blamed it on the vibration from the traffic on our street. He said he had the same problem and I told him I finally gave up and left them off and he eventually did the same. And we were happy with the final outcome and the fact that we were able to keep peace in the neighborhood. I feel like if it would have bugged them more this would be a little too far, right? Like going over there and unscrewing the light bulbs. But if they're not going to notice for six months and then be adamant that it's like, you know, if if we turn it off we're going to get robbed. Well, they've been on for six months and no one's came to steal anything, so you're probably okay. I also love how he just believed that the traffic is, like, (laughs) unscrewing his light bulbs. I absolutely love people who pay with pennies. 
Four years ago, I was cashiering at a Wacky Mart on a register that holds all the smokes and alcohol. It was 10 p.m. and two young men in their early 20s came up to the counter. They had three random novelty items, and it was strange and unusual to get odd items late at night. Maybe it was for some fraternity, I don't know. It's a college town, so I get weird stuff from frats a lot, and I scan the items and tell them their total is $22 and something cents. Grinning at each other, they reach into their jackets and slam down two gallon Ziploc bags full of only pennies. I stare them in the eye, but they didn't look back at me, and everyone else in line groaned and went to other registers. These two kids knew what they were doing, but they didn't know what they were in for because I was prepared for this. I knew this was inevitably going to happen, and I grinned with them because I was going to get paid during this, but these pranksters were here for recreation. The convo occurs between me, the ringleader, and a friendly co-worker of mine. Is this $22 in X cents? The ringleader just looked at me. Did you count it? No, I did not. Are you going to? Nope. Well, is it at least $22 in X cents? I don't know. Nice. Hey, you guys can use the self-checkout. It takes all your coins at once. Oh, don't worry about it, coworker. No, I don't trust them, lady. <laughs> what? Why? It doesn't count all your change right. I've used them before, and it really works. Don't worry, I got this. I unpacked the Ziplocs and threw all the pennies on the counter. It was a beautiful, massive crap storm of a mess, and I dug in. I was frank in a dumpster in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The two, still averting my gaze, start chuckling as if they were taking away my dignity, and they whisper to each other, Dude, oh my god, dude, yeah, dude, it's hilarious. I counted each penny, one by one, and my coworker came up to me. Guess I'll help you count this. Don't worry about it. She looked at me confused and then puts on her get down to busy look. I got your back. Oh, okay. We worked up a system where we counted 10 and put them in a pile, and then with 10 stacks of 10 pennies, we separated it, making $1 piles. We made progress, slowly but surely, and some customers came to the line, but we advised them to get in another. Some of them looked at us confused, but when they saw the counter full of pennies, they understood. Some decided to wait, but when they realized it wasn't going to take a few minutes, they took their leave. Another register in the liquor department opened, so it wasn't too bad, and we got to about $12 in 10 minutes until I knocked over the piles. Ugh, Neotonsil? Oops, sorry. My coworker looked at my grin and I gave her a wink and tilted my head, motioning for her to leave. You know what? I think I better let you do this. Alright. My coworker left and I looked at the two guys and they looked stunned at the fallen piles of penny. Me to the ringleader? Yeah, I'm gonna have to count all this again. Oh, okay. I started from zero and I count slower than ever and made my way back up and the duo is entirely silent. And I got to seven dollars when I said, I lost count. I better start all over again. Really? Oh yeah, man. Why? I lost count, sir. I could be in trouble if my register doesn't have the right amount of cash and I don't want to rip you off. He was silent. It's about an hour later and my manager walks past, looks at me and I smile at him and he looks at the counter and walks away without a word. I eventually count all the change and surprisingly they only had $18. Hmm, I think this is $18. The duo had been dead silent and looked done for the night. I better recount it. I recounted it. Actually, I think it's 19xx. And without another word, the ringleader whipped out $5. Seriously? You had cash? I needed to get rid of my change. No problem, I'll just recount this again. I want to make perfectly sure it's 19 since I counted 18 the first time. Are you kidding me? I shook my head no, completely serious. He takes a $20 bill straight out of his pocket and throws it at me, and my coworker gives me the biggest WTF face. Internally, I died as well, because they were smart enough to have a backup plan 
man, and the fact he was touching his cash in his pocket the entire time messed with me. I take the cash, do the transaction, give him his change, and thanked him and wished him a good night. The two start to put their pennies in Ziploc bags, and I didn't help him at all. I just watched them as they watched me. Lots of pennies dropped to the floor, but they didn't care to pick him up. It looked like the souls were sucked out of them. It was past midnight, and I clocked out way past when I was supposed to, and a lot of my co-workers gave me a thumbs up or told me good night. Even my manager told me good job, which were the only two words he ever said to me. I went to bed at the dorms after such a great petty penny night and crashed. Strange to say, but I would love to count pennies again. I just don't really understand how this prank would have been funny, you know? Like, oh man, we forced somebody that has to take our money to count out a bunch of pennies even though we had cash the whole time. I guess I could understand it a little bit better if you pay with pennies at like a tow truck company or something if they towed your car when you were parked legally or whatever. But just to go to some like random grocery store and ruin some poor cashier's night because you feel like paying in pennies? Yeah, dude, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that great of a prank. If anything, I'm gonna side with the cashier who just found a fantastic way to make sure your time was 100% wasted. Anyways, guys, I think that's gonna do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I would really appreciate you taking a second to press the like button. Let me know in the comments section down below what you thought, and of course, subscribe if you're new and turn on notifications. If you want more Reddit videos, a link to a playlist full of them is gonna be in the description, along with a link to my Spotify, where you can find the audio versions of these if you ever wanna listen offline without gameplay, whatever floats your boat. Those are the two links down below. But uh, yeah, on that note, guys, that'll do it. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure that they're hot, and I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.